It's the blow off right here on theblowoffpod.com. Jeff, you're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental lack of concern. It's your perfect world being heard. This is the maniacal hour. You're 100% underground. Powered by the emotion of self-passion. This is how we get down. It's the rain all about it. coming to take control. everyone and welcome to the blow off right here on hmg and presented by channelattitude.com via theblowoffpod.com i'm your host jimmy t and jeff i'm not even going to introduce you at this point but <laughs> welcome back to the blow off how's baltimore and are you still gardening at the doom I'm always gardening the doom and being on the blow off i feel i feel like i'm blowing off like kushida <laughs> whoa. whoa, 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 what's going on there? Why is he blowing off like Kushida? I mean, why are you going Fightful back has in reported. time, forward in time? Right. Fightful has reported that Kushida has left WWE. What? No yeah. way. Well, I have not heard that. I was just looking at the dirts and uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. When, when did this break? Uh, just minutes ago. Wow. Or at least just minutes ago is when I saw it. Well, I didn't check to see really? when it broke. And I don't know if it's a WWE release or if he's pulling a Tony Storm or if his contract just ended. So I don't know any details other than FIFO reporting that Kushida has left WWE. That's all I know. Honestly, I don't care. Hopefully he took the other guy from Jacket Time with him. Oh, Jesus. Wow, that's – well, you've heard it here first, folks. Kushida apparently gone from WWE. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, though, man. Like, I like Kushida. I think they've actually presented him – not bad in NXT. They could have presented him a little better. Right. Actually, when you he think was, he's... Sorry? When he was targeting that cruiserweight title, and when, when he was serious about it for, for about two, two and a half months, like he came off really well in that role. He was doing the submission thing. Problem is, is he was... I mean, he was basically just the Japanese version of Roderick Strong. And, you know, both, both of them were doing boring. And then Ikar, I think his name is Ikarin Jiro came. And they decided because there's two Japanese guys here, of course, to pair them together, and uh, right. and decided to go with Jacket Time, which was dopey. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, listen, he he probably didn't fit into the 2.0 dynamic, though his silly Marty McFly character, you know, <laughs> it wasn't new, but it could have fit into it. But 
I don't know. Whatever. I, you know, I, it's not like he was going to be doing anything. So if he feels like he can do something better or more interesting or more rewarding for himself, or maybe he just got sick of being here. Maybe he wants to go home. I mean, maybe. Well, I know you don't care, Jeff. Oh, you're right. Here we go. I'm looking at Fightful.com and it says Kushida gone from WWE. So uh, I would lie to the at Mark audience. Well, that's what it says here. Apparently, early indications that Fightful was given was that his deal expired. Oh, interesting. Though we haven't been given any ideas to whatever or not a new one was offered, Kushida became NXT Cruiserweight champion and looked to be figured into the plans more as of last summer when the Cruiserweight title was going to receive more screen time, apparently. But a shift in the company to NXT 2.0 caused the Cruiserweight title to be nixed altogether. I never actually noticed, you know that? Yeah, no, I no, it was a unification match when, when Carmelo Hayes uh, took it. But, I mean, he was already out of that picture. He was already uh, paired with uh, Jira at that point. But, yeah, I mean, that's what I was talking about. He he was presented very well. And, and you know, what this this world isn't for him. And, listen, if his contract expired, there's no non-compete. He could show up on Dynamite this week. He could go – he could fly home. He could be part of – Whatever the uh, big matches, uh, isn't there a big show coming up in in Japan soon? Uh, apparently there is. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. If if his contract did run out, obviously, um, <laughs> he can just start working wherever. I guess straight away. Listen, the, what New Japan has had? How many people injured in the last six months that are important to their their roster? They they could use a little reinforcement that's got some experience in this TV ready. Well, apparently I'm hearing the, the Moxley and uh, Will Ospreay match was contender for match of the year, apparently. Did you did you watch that at all? Don't be silly. Of course. Like you give a shit, right? Well, I, I I've been watching it. the Panther Japan Strong, um, but they what they are airing new on YouTube, like their newest shows, is their summer struggle from, you know, well, now it's April. So I guess that was July or August in real time. Yeah, interesting. Uh, did you catch Raw by any chance? Yeah, I watched. I watched Raw. I watched all three hours of it. Oof. Was it any good? Because I plan on watching it like tonight. But yeah, yeah I didn't catch it, it live. It wasn't bad. Listen, any three-hour show with that formula, which I complain about on every show that we're on together, with the commercials and the recaps and whatever, and and the thin roster, can be tedious. But as far as a Raw show, yeah, it, it was okay. I mean, I could have used a nice fifteen-minute nap at some point during the middle, but but no, it was it was entertaining enough. I'm just sort of tired of seeing the same people all the time. Apparently, there was a heel turn on the show. There was a heel turn. There was a title change. Um, right, awesome technically, theory. Or theory. Yeah, you if you want to talk about the twenty-four-seven title, there were several title changes. Oh uh, God, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it was not a terrible show. I mean, to be frank, but yeah, Theory defeated Finn Balor, clean by the way, and then you know everybody from the heel locker room that's not important came out. So no Seth Rollins, no Kevin Owens, um, the Street Profits didn't come out. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, Damian Priest, Edge, they, they didn't come out. Almost uh, MVP, but like the Jabronis, the the. Uh, you had Dijak, you had uh, Aziz and Apollo, you had the Hurt Business. Um, I don't know. There, 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 
there was some other crumb bum in there too. I, I I can't remember, but they came out and they were acting like, hey, and they hoisted him on his shoulders like the oh Alpha Academy also came out there. Oh my god, the, man. the other two boobs. Um, so you know, so they had like seven or eight guys in there, you know, celebrating, which looked, I mean, it looked so pathetic. It felt like TNA. They should have I mean, <laughs> when Christian won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Do you remember that? so at least the ring was filled up and but then mr man came out and personally congratulated him and they took a selfie and that was that god damn it vince is very high on fucking theory obviously i mean look i've seen his shit in evolve before he joined wwe i did see something in him legitly i did i liked him as a heel in in um what's it called what, what was the promotion called again that he was from oh he was in evolve evolve that's it i was gonna say evolution even though i said evolve before that but uh yeah like in evolve he was great but do you think he's as good as vince thinks he is i don't know he might be better than vince thinks he is because they work a very safe style but i mean if anyone wants to it really wonders what they see him i mean i don't think anyone has that question anymore but i've been saying this for months Take a still photo of John Cena when he was 24 years old and take a still photo of Austin Theory and put them next to each other. And I can tell you exactly what, what Vince sees in him. Shit. Oh, man. If that's the case, oh, who knows? We'll see. Maybe I can see the resemblance. Whether he's as good as Cena is a, is another story altogether. He's though. a better wrestler than Cena already. Oh, definitely. Whether, definitely. He, whether he can do the character and whether he can get sort of as cut and ripped and you know and maintain his flexibility who knows but he, i mean he's a different sort like there was some guy on twitter ranting like he posted the same thing three or four times going he's just stealing tyler breeze's character okay well if tyler breeze was full size really. full sized and they weren't leaning totally into the effeminate stuff and and forget about all that show me a gimmick that, that it, it's completely original and i'll give you a prize because they're out right. there aren't they? That's true. You're spot on, 100%. And why does he seem like, to me, they're, they're not similar. Yeah, him and Tyler Breeze, please. Well, the on. selfies. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, it, that's the only thing because of the it. selfies. Other than that, right. where's I mean, the similarities? Which was like stealing what? The Paris Hilton's gimmick? I don't know. Or <laughs> or who, who's the Richie girl? Nicole Richie? I mean, yeah, Nicole Richie, right. Whatever. There's not, there's not a gimmick under the sun that's original. I mean, if you want to, then Tyler Breeze was. What stealing Rick Martel the models gimmick? Yeah, essentially. Who was stealing <laughs> gorgeous Georgias? Who who was stolen by adorable Adrian Adonis? Who who was stolen by the Playboy Buddy Rose? Street as well. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is all stupid. I mean, to the, obviously that is somebody who watched wrestling for for no more than seven years. Oh, clearly, one hundred percent. But where do we go with Finn Bella now? I mean, this guy has been getting. I don't know, man. He, one moment they're pushing him, then they're not pushing him, then he wins they're a title, then he wins him. nothing. He he like, gets he gets little titles every now and then, so people think he's still important. He's enhancement talent. He's a forty-one-year-old oh. man, and he's and he's enhanced. He's like AJ. He'll get a title every now and then. AJ's you know a step or two ahead of him on the pecking order, much but much more higher up the pecking yeah, order. But, but Finn Balor is your face, who's He's always going to be tough out. He's going to win some matches. He'll lose clean when he has to, just like Gable does, just like Riddle does. Um, and every now and then he'll win something. So you believe he can win titles and he's credible. He's mostly there to put other people over. That, 
the end. This is, I mean, why does anyone think he was in NXT for a year? Because they were going to try and make him a star? Come on. Well, he was the champion there for quite a while. So, yeah, for, in between breaking his jaw every three weeks. <laughs> well, what do you think? Like, do you think Bella will, you know, once his contract is up, possibly leaves WWE? Do I think? Am I saying? Do you? Do I think it's possible he'll, he'll leave WWE? Well, do you think he he will lean towards leaving WWE? To do what? I, I mean, back to Japan. I mean, he he is the guy that started Bullet Club after all. I wouldn't go back to Japan. I mean, the the, the pay scale is so different. Um, and if I mean, after this whole pandemic thing, the way the East treats it versus the West, I wouldn't work. I wouldn't work. In Japan, if I had a choice, because even if this COVID goes away, what, what's the next thing? I mean, when the next bird flu comes or pig flu or Kobe flu yeah, or whatever, on. they'll shut down <laughs> their whole Whatever. If, if it's if it's uh, Japanese Ebola, what, it doesn't matter. Yeah, what, come on. Whatever whatever happens, they shut the whole country down without, without a well, second thought. I, well, look, they just want to be safe, man, obviously. The, Japan's like pretty much the cleanest country in the world, man. Got it. I, I understand and that, but if you are working in an industry that is dependent on things being open, why would you put most of your eggs in that basket? Eh, maybe you do have a point, but still, but man, like, I think... Like, how many of the non-Japanese wrestlers in New Japan is trying to get their visas settled are going to sort of play hard to get for a while? They're going to try and delay this as long as possible so they can still work stateside. Well, funny you said that because I was watching an interview with Renee Paquette, Oral Sessions, that is, um, and she was interviewing Jay White, and uh, it's a good interview. I, I gotta admit, that was pretty good. But anyway, he she asked him how long has it been since he's been back to Japan and in the new Japan ring in Japan. Did he, he enjoy his oral great. session? <laughs> you know what, dude? I'm not gonna lie, man. There, there was a bit of chemistry there between the two of them, but uh, anyway, like, ah. Ooh, la, la. maybe John should be uh worried. But anyway, I, I bet she's a flirt and he's used to it and he probably gets off on it. Yeah, yeah, she comes across that way for sure, man. She does, but, uh, but she, she also doesn't strike me as a cheater. Yes, I can sense No, 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 no. You're right. She comes across as loyal, definitely, man. Like, I'm right at least half the time. <laughs> 100%. No, no, no. I agree, though, man. Like, I do believe she's just like one of the boys, man. That's how she I, comes across. And I think Moxley wouldn't even be paranoid. I don't think so. I, I, don't, think, I don't think Moxley worries about things like that. No, nah, which is a good thing anyway, man. But uh, but anyway, back to my point. <laughs> back to my point, though. Um, yeah, so he he he's basically saying he hasn't been back in a in a year, and that he's loving his time in Florida. You know, he's hanging out with his dog by the pool and whatnot, and he's in no rush to go back to Japan, mm-hmm. which makes things interesting. Just like what you just said. Maybe mm-hmm. they would be playing hard to get to get back to Japan. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, they're going to drag their feet on this as long as possible. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't hoping for a variant B3 and be like, oh, better better shut down Kirk and Hall. Better be safe. Oh, God. Safety first. Yeah, oh, my God, man. Well, still on New Japan, and we'll start with our other news tidbit, and it's, and it's pretty much about AEW and New Japan's rumored joint show, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. Well, AEW President Tony Khan is set to make another huge announcement this week on the weekly Dynamite program, and there's been multiple rumors on what he could, on what it could be. One of the top stories floating around is that Khan, apparently, will announce a joint AEW New Japan show in the next few months, with most likely date being June 23rd, 
and a destination to be in Chicago. Meltzer recently spoke on the possibility of a joint show and whether that is Khan's announcement by saying that he asked about it and his AW sources didn't confirm the story, but they also didn't flat out deny it either. As a result, Meltzer feels that where there's smoke to that fire, and well, basically it is fire, and it remains very possible since he feels the people he talked to would have been told, we are not doing the show if it wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen. Other potential it's topics so that can't... He is. Other potential topics that Khan could be looking at is an announcement including a streaming deal for AEW, which is reportedly been working on or a destination deal for his Ring of Honor purchase, as they would need a deal like that to keep the promotion going independently. Jeff, what's your thoughts? I think it's the super show. I mean, it's been talked about for a while. Uh, that's something that I think AEW fans would really lap up. I don't think that's a, I think that that is a, um, a st- uh, an announcement that the AEW crowd would not be upset with. That would live up to expectations, much like buying Ring of Honor was. I mean, I know that out non AEW fans uh, really didn't care about it, but I think AEW fans are very excited about it. And some Ring of Honor fans like myself were excited about it. Um, streaming service. I don't see it, and 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 one of the reasons AEW has a ton of streaming services with a ton of different companies in a ton of different countries, including I think Fight TV. Uh, so I think it would be very complicated for them to get out of all those contracts. I I know that everyone keeps thinking, well, you know, HBO Max and all that they have a streaming service and they need content. I I just don't see any correlation between professional wrestling and anything else that's on HBO Max. So I, I don't rule it out. I just don't think it's high on the on the list. And I I mean, with there being a new head of Discovery, uh, you know, in charge of all that, I don't think adding wrestling to their streaming content is what he's looking. I mean, he has said we want to cut three billion dollars in costs. So I don't think adding wrestling is something they want to do. They would probably look at existing properties to supplement the. I mean, the Batman dropped on HBO Max today. The Batman came out six or seven weeks ago. I mean, if anybody ever pays to see a DC movie in the theater again, you are a Mark Targ. Because all you have to do, <laughs> this movie is going to make $700 million, and all you had to do was wait seven weeks. And you could have seen it for four ninety nine or or free like me if you already pay for HBO. So right. um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that one. Ring of Honor and TV... That seems awfully quick. He just closed on this deal now. Uh, and if I'm him, see, Brandon Thurston keeps assuming or thinking that Time Warner has some ownership stake in AEW. I don't I don't know why he thinks that. I don't think it's the case at all. I think this is a family-owned business, probably owned by one person and a trust. Um, but there may be ties that, that Warner has a right of first refusal to anything. And... But whether that involves something that Tony Khan bought individually, probably not. The problem is all the all the talent he's signing right now, he's signing to AW because Ring of Honor doesn't exist uh, or barely exists. Uh, or he's probably still forming the new entity, like the entity that bought Ring of Honor exists, but he's probably reforming a new Ring of Honor, doing the transfer of assets or whatever, whatever it takes. So you have people under contract with AW that he intends to put in Ring of Honor. So I, I still think there's a lot of dust that needs to settle there. And I'm not really sure that anyone's particularly interested. You know, maybe like a, a tier 
C or D uh, Discovery Channel would want it. But again, I I'm not sure what what they're looking to add at this point. If they're looking to cut three billion. By the way, all of those of you who get confused, I am not saying those three billion cuts means AEW is in jeopardy with Turner. Can't rule it out, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's I think it's very small fish. I think there's entire channels and networks that'll be you know departments that will be cut out, networks will be that will be cut out, things that will be merged, bigger properties to worry about. They may reevaluate NHL and other things that are paying more for. I really don't think it's going to get down to AEW at all. But adding Ring of Honor also. I don't know. It depends how much they pay for other stuff. Anyway, that's a really long answer that hopefully is interesting to some people, but I, I think the New Japan AW Super Show is an easy one-night event. You can promote it. You'll probably get a you know either a big rating or a big pay-per-view buy out of it. So uh, and it makes it'll make everyone happy and you do 50-50 booking. No one will leave, no one will leave happy with the results, but everyone will be excited about the possibility. Well, usually when the rumors come out on the dirt sheets anyway about these AEW big announcements, they're generally true. So I'm leaning towards the Super Show as well. Look, personally, myself, I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, look, I love New Japan. Obviously, I like AEW. I think the matchups are are, are endless between the two companies. I know you're not the biggest fan of Japanese wrestling, but I don't know, man. For me... Or at all. (laughs) Or at all, right. But for me, there's just so many possibilities. But our very own Chris Ams, Mr. AMBS himself, said earlier on Facebook, if Bellow's contract comes up, AW will be offering him a boatload of money. And I I actually, I think they would. Oh, come on. Why? Are you telling me they wouldn't? It's Tony Khan, dude. They'll offer him the same same thing they offered Adam Cole, who was the star on the same show he was on. Right, but what's his money anyway? We don't know what. Cole's getting paid, or do you? Uh, I don't know, but I've heard from sources who think they know that he actually got less than WWE offered him, but he was able to make it up easily enough by maintaining his Twitch channel and and doing other things to to make money. So, uh, you know, and if he wanted to, he hasn't as far as I know, but if he wanted to, he could do other, he could do indie shows or, you know, whatnot. Uh, but, you know, he can go to, like, independent shows and just sign autographs and stuff and make money doing photo ops and, you know, stuff like that. So he, he's actually making less, is my understanding, less than what was offered, not the, not less than what he was making at NXT. Um, it's probably around the, the, the same or a little bit more than that, but less than what he would have made on the main roster. Anyway, Finn Balor, he's by that time, he'll be, what is he now, 41? So he'll be 42 or 43. Is he really that old? He was 40 last year, so he's 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 no younger than 40. Let's put it that way. So he's if he's not 41, he's inching ever close to the 41, just like I'm inching ever close to the 54. Um <laughs> or death. And uh so I, I don't know. I mean, I know age is no barrier, and AEW likes to collect their their toys and anything that, that resembles the bullet club could be fun, but it could be fun. But what's happening now? What what happened with Jay White in the Bullet Club? Nothing. What what's going on with Red Dragon and Adam Cole and their and their schism with the Bucks. It's been radio silence oh, for weeks now. That will come back up now after this Cole Hangman feud hopefully is ended. Maybe I mean you know Hangman was in the Bullet Club, nothing there. Um, you know Cody oh, was in the I Bullet th- Club. They're not talking about they chased the one Bullet Club leader out. I mean Omega, <laughs> who knows when he's coming back? If he's coming back, I'm, I'm just saying. But I mean 
will Finn Balor be a big everyone's going to be a big star there but what happens is everyone just ends up in in some middling section so well Chris goes on to say they'll pay Bella whatever they were offering Owens he's actually a main event to their audience Cole has always been a project I don't personally think he's a star but they do and I actually agree with Chris on this one actually Jeff and Chris if you're listening come and join us on the blow off man Anyway, yeah, Jeff, he's like, Fuck that Jeff? I agree with him 100%. Um, I, I don't know what they offered Owens, I don't even know if it ever got to that point. Kevin Owens re signed with WWE, so there was never a time where he could have been negotiating with AW without it being contract tampering. So, only in an alternate history will we, will we know what they were offering him, but they know that they weren't going to pay Cody that amount and what Cody got is similar to what Kevin Owens got, except Cody got more, more freedom and more perks. Um, But by that token, we also strongly suspect if we don't know, they didn't want Cody hanging around no more. So, I mean, everything is different, but but at some point, don't they have to stop hiring everyone? And, you know, because, you know, what what happens to Buddy Matthews and Phoenix and Brian Pillman and Swerve and Keith Lee and Hobbs and Ricky Starks and the Martins? I mean, how many of these people are going to can they throw into Ring of Honor? Maybe they can't throw any of them into Ring of Honor with concessions to 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 Time Warner or Discovery Media, whatever the company is called. Now. I, the world can be very complex in in strange ways, and I like I've said the fact that Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. In, in a separate entity name, may be a good thing. It may be a bad thing. Um, it may be nothing at all, but we don't know all the ramifications from it. But if things go slower than you think, or there's there are hiccups along the way, it's going to be because of contracts and law, and if people want to trade horses and trade dollars. Fair point, fair point. But, well, anyway, let's segue to a Cody news tidbit, actually, Jeff. Because sure. apparently he admits he was not mature enough to handle EVP role in AEW. The American Nightmare spoke about not being mature enough to handle the executive vice president role he held during a multiple-year run with All Elite Wrestling. The WWE superstar made the comments during a recent appearance on Out of the Character, Out of Character with Ryan Satin, and this is what he had to say. I think that role, I did well with it. I was very active. I did start the community department. Brandy did bring Culture City into the wrestling and sports entertainment space. So we're very active in terms of all the facets and assets of that gig. We wanted a wrestling company brought to you by wrestlers for sure. That's a huge part of of the mission, but maybe it would have been better served for me at age 45 than it did at age, you know, 33 or whatever it was. I'm just now entering the prime of my career. So to make political decisions like boxing myself out of winning a world championship, those decisions in hindsight were not the correct decisions and what I should have been doing. What do you think of that, Jeff? There's more to his statement, by the way, but I'm just... Well, I'm sure there is. I mean, I think it's fun. funny talking about immaturity with Ryan Satin, but... Um, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I think that that's a fair criticism of him. I mean, of himself. I'm, I, I mean, I assume he knows himself better than I know him, so... Yeah, I mean, mature. He seemed to be thin-skinned, and he seemed to be wanted to be all things to all people. But you know, he he need, definitely needed a, a screener, you know, or just a filter to ignore certain things, and he couldn't. Um, obviously, he lost some office politics 
maybe more than we even think. But yeah, the, the, this this fire, you know, the smoke was showing two two years ago, two and a half years ago, almost. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's fair criticism, and and good. Now he's got a role where he gets a, a little bit of freedom, but he's not the booker. He's not in charge, and so far so good for him. But I think largely he's right. But, I mean, an EVP, I mean, the problem with this is that they didn't really have clearly defined roles. So I don't think that bringing in community culture or whatever, that that's what the EVP does. Oh, look at that. It's Easter Chris. He has risen. Um, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what his job was supposed to be. I, I, so, you know, if 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 community engagement wasn't part of his job, doing that seems to have been time not well spent if that was his job swell but i thought he was supposed to be booking wrestling shows yeah well anyway before we get back to that lucas joined us once again on the blow off mr ambs himself easter chris it's why jesus my friend it's why easter why seek ye the living amongst the dead he is not here he is risen (laughs) yes why ye Well, Chris, you shall you... not say the nayeth the Lord. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, Chris, man, how was your Easter? Did you enjoy yourself? Is everything cool? Yeah, How's man. Canada, bro? Yeah, it was busy. It was super busy. You got little kids, and then like, you know, my new girlfriend and everything. She's got a little. She's got a little three-year-old son. So it's like That's everybody's cool. jumping around, and we had Easter at my parents' Ooh. place, and then we had Easter at her sister's place and then we had his easter at her place and then we came back here and as soon as i got back to my house my my five-year-old was throwing up and it was just like oh my oh, god shit. <laughs> oh no did she get food poisoning or some shit i don't know. i think she just ate too much fucking chocolate i think she's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably the case for sure man well hey man i don't know if you were catching what me and jeff were talking about just now about Cody, but did you hear any of that while you were joining um, us? I caught the beginning of it and then sort of the end of what Jeff was saying, but I, I kind of missed the whole middle portion there. Well, basically, he was talking about why he he was immature to have that EVP role in AEW and how he boxed himself out. Actually, <laughs> as a matter of fact, he still continues with his statement, so I'll read the rest of it, and I quote, he thinks... And this is what he said. I'm the best wrestler in the world. I can tell you that without without it sounding braggadocious. And it's simply because this is all I do. I train to do it. I live and breathe it. I have a school here with four rings. I treat this like an athlete in the NFL would treat a game. But with that in mind, I'll need to go and be that. I wanted to be both. And it was just too difficult. And that's where I did not have the maturity to balance it. It wasn't a matter of being one of the boys versus not because I'm no longer just one of the boys. I love it, and I wish I could be one, but I've been, <laughs> he thinks he's not one of the boys, right? I've been in this position before. I've been on the other side. I've been in these production meetings and things of that nature, and I've been part of the technical production, but I just think it would have been better served. It would have better served me better little later in my life when I could look at the show and say, I don't want to be in the top spot. Chris? Oh God. I mean, this is just Cody, isn't it? Like this is this is perfect. This is vintage Cody. This is this is Cody uttering Codyisms to the Cody verse. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. This I don't guy mean is to be so Chris. 
yeah, I don't mean to be braggadocious, but I'm the best in the world. Like, fuck he's off, He's so much Cody. more mature than he was three months ago. Oh, God, exactly, right? Now he's mature, you know, now he's... Come on, dude. Like, you can think that you're talented and still, like, and still not get that big of a head on you. Like, I don't understand this. Like, I think I'm pretty talented in terms of podcasting, but I don't ever think of myself as like, I'm the talented one and everyone else <laughs> needs to come to me. And it's like, you know, like you guys, like, like you guys are both great. You know what I mean? And the moment well, that I Chris. get, well, the moment <laughs> that I get to the point where I'm like, oh no, I'm the real talent in this thing. Then I need to just quit. Cause it's like well, your head's exactly. gotten waved in front of you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I have to read my contract with Jimmy. <laughs> I'm contractually bound to say, actually, Chris, that you are the best. Oh, and that hey, he I, says it. He I, says I it. have boxed myself out of calling myself the best for three years. So. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe after that contract is up, you'll have matured enough that you can uh, that you can go after things. It's just like, Cody, shut the fuck up, man. He just comes off as just a whiny little bitch constantly. And he's... He's one of those people who talks in a way that I think makes most people just kind of blink. Like, you can't be serious. I think that's what a lot of people around him probably think is like, are you like, is this legitimately how you think? And I mean, listen, Bret Hart always thought he was the best, right? Bret Hart True. always thought he was the best. And he backed it up in the ring. He he had the best matches. He got the best reactions, right? He really was the best in the world. And then he went to the backstage and he was like, and he was like, oh, Savio, yeah, you did great out there. Good job, bud. Hey, why don't we have a program and I can help get you over and that kind of stuff. That, like, you can have a bit of an ego and still not be a complete douchebag. Cody just comes across as like, dude, right. he, like, you're the AOC of professional wrestling. Shut <laughs> up. You don't know anything. And you know what, man? The second Sorry, part of that interview was so much worse than the first part of that interview. It was, and it gets better, though. It gets better. There's more to it. But what I was going to say about the Bret Hart part, it wasn't as offensive when Bret Hart used to be like that. You know what I mean? Whereas with Cody, it offends me, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And, and that's the problem. But Jeff, sorry for cutting you off. What do you have to say about the promo anyway? Well, not promo, but what do you said I, on the no, promo? I mean, just the, the quote that you read to me, the section that you read to me versus the section you read to Chris. Like, if he had just stopped where you, where you stopped the first time, right. like it would have been, been it would have been it would have been sort of insightful. Okay, interesting. Right. If that way, I mean, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but you know, cool. I you know that 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 shows a little bit of introspection. And then he went on to. I'm the best. I train like an NFL player. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, I mean, unless he's talking about the other people in AEW, unless he's taking jabs at them, which I wouldn't be surprised if I look in some of their physiques, how they appreciate it. But I mean, I, are you trying to tell me that that Chad Gable doesn't train, that Montez Ford doesn't train, that that Austin Theory, oh, sorry, Theory doesn't train, that <laughs> Edge doesn't, you know, put his all into, that Brian Danielson doesn't? I mean, even CM Punk. I mean, whatever his limitations are, I, I, I mean, just it's just just your brother Dustin. He's fifty fucking four years old and he's still going. I mean, right. he wrestles. He wrestles almost as good as Cody does. There's twenty years between them. Um, I'm not saying Cody's bad. It's just that that second part was just like it. The second parts, the first part sounded earnest, maybe a little bit, you know, clueless, maybe. But we're all none of us are objective about ourselves. But the second part was like a wrestling promo. 
Oh yeah, I agree, one hundred percent, man. Well, and I think Wade Dustin's Cody... a better wrestler too. I, I, like, I think he work. I think he works a more believable match. I, I think Cody's matches are always a little stale, and yeah, I think he does. Was... I think he tries to put too much into every single match. Look at me That's bleed. True. Look at me get set on fire. Look at my wife come out and punch the guy in the balls. Like it's over. It's an overbooked <laughs> mess every time Cody does anything. And at least Dustin can have a regular match, although he bleeds too much. But that's maybe they both get that from Dad. <laughs> Twenty more years of scar tissue on on well <laughs> all of his head. But yeah, I mean, but part of Cody, Cody's repertoire is taking Dustin's move that falling down on his back and doing the punch up. That was that's a yeah. Dustin move. Absolutely, that's true. One hundred percent. But but wait, fellas, there's actually more to this shit. So <laughs> oh, it gets God. it gets better. More right versus twists. left twists. Yeah. <laughs> well, he goes on to say, you need that good competition in the locker room. That positive, real competition, guys. Hold on, and a second. I was like, is what locker room? Does AEW have a locker room? Pfft, who the fuck knows? I, I don't know. But anyway, he goes on to say, if I can't be the best wrestler in the world on television because I'm afraid I'm going to offend colleagues, <laughs> Jesus, because I'm also their boss. That was the situation we were in, and I just played it in the middle. There was only so much playing in the middle I could do. He goes on to end this statement by saying now i'm not in charge of anything other than me and being a pro wrestler to say to you i'm the best wrestler in the world and i felt like it for years but now we're in a situation where i do have to be careful of how i say it because i'm not carrying the belt brock and roman combined these championships and you have your undisputed wwe universal championship that's a big one i don't have it so that may be the main difference between me and the other best wrestler in the world is that one of them is one of them and he's wearing the title, and one isn't. And I quote, "That's it." Okay, Jeff. No, I've, I've, I've talked enough. I what's the I, I don't even know what he just said. I, I I don't even really understand. That was a bit weird, right? I, I mean, mean Chris... first of all, as a boss, he put himself with everything, and Chris already said that everything was overbooked. He had a stipulation in every goddamn feud, even when they weren't needed, and and they were backwards. And so, no, I mean this this was. He just sort of stopped at, at your first quote. The, the next two, it's just like I, I know I'm not, I know he's a baby face in WWE, but I, I you know I, I just can't stand the guy. Sorry, Chris. Do you have any comments about it, man? Before we move on, yeah, particularly the quote. I tried to play the middle. No, Cody, you tried to play playing the middle. That's not the same thing. You're full of shit. Everybody who ever watched any AEW show with you on it knew that you were booking yourself in the main event, whether you had the belt or didn't have the belt. You were booking yourself to be the main event of every show that you were ever in. Shut up. Stop that false <laughs> modesty. And anybody with any inkling of like how to deal with people or what people sound like when they're being legitimate listens to Cody Rhodes and just goes, no, nah, that's not it. Chris with the bang bang, I like it. That was good. I think this guy's <laughs> been fooling himself so long. He there, there is no real person left there. Well, look, look. <laughs> I, I understand sometimes you need to tell yourself you're the best. If that motivates you, whatever, man. Each to their own. But with this guy, it just it's so obnoxious. It's so egotistical. He's so he's so narcissistic as well. I mean, it, it just it just offends you. He's just so offensive. Whether he realizes it or not, I don't know anymore. That's the funny thing. I think that he has a real chip on his shoulder for never graduating high school and going to college. I think he desperately wants the world to think that he's as intelligent, as good a businessman as he is a professional wrestler. He's not his daddy. All right. Put it that way. 
I know he's and, learned a lot. And, and most dead. people right. aren't. It's okay to not live up to your right, dad right. when that's your dad. Just but be your own man. Try to do anything other than be in the professional wrestling business in whatever role he could suit, which was wrestler, talent, creative, booker. He just went into them. People, people asked him. I don't think he pursued all that shit. I mean, it's just he had a creative mind and people respected him and it happened organically. Everything with Cody feels inorganic. True, 100%. Except in WWE, the fan base over there is absolutely bowing down to him. I mean, I, I haven't caught Raw yet, but Jeff... Three weeks. Right, yeah. but, well, I was going to ask you, did he still get a huge pop on Raw tonight? He did get a, he did get a big pop, but you know what? The second time he came out, I was like, again, I have to listen to the song a oh, second he came time. Out to... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, they they opened the match? show with... They open and like you know, I mean, everyone. Well, actually, most people didn't know who his opponent was, but I knew it was going to be Kevin Owens because it's Seth Rollins. But the whole night, I'm like, please be Brandy, please be Brandy, please be Brandy. <laughs> uh, I'm actually interested to see what type of heat Brandy would get in a WWE setting. We'll, we'll wait and see. But anyway, let's move on from Cody for Christ's sake. That we've spoken about him enough, and we move on to Becky Lynch saying that fans might have too much access to the other side of the curtain. <laughs> right. During her recent interview with BT Sport, former WWE Women's Champion Becky Lynch shared her take on the amount of behind-the-scenes access fans have in the modern era of wrestling. And she goes on to say, possibly yes. But then on the other side, that's what everybody wants to know. Everybody's so interested on the other side of the curtain. And so I suppose you have to feed that appetite. But then the thing is, people can feel like they know too much and you can lose several things, whether it's the mystique, and it's also an understanding of how this business works. If you're not in this business, if you've not been in it for years and been in that ring, you can have opinions, but you don't understand the bigger picture of everything and what we're doing and where we're going. So oftentimes opinions, when you don't have the full outlook and the full scope of things can actually be a determinant, I mean, a, a, a detrimental because it can derail a story from where it was going, because sometimes there can be knee-jerk reaction. So basically, guys, no say on professional wrestling, according to her. Jeff. Um, wow. Uh, I mean, I don't totally disagree. I mean, we're exhibits A, B, and C of fans mm. who think we know, you know, a lot. But at the same time, the, the second part of what, I mean... Yeah, I mean, the internet and the access sort of has ruined wrestling because it's already pre-scripted. But, I mean, does everyone know, knowing that there's going to be a Lady Thor, reduce the excitement for Thor, Love and Thunder? No, I mean, this 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 is show business. I mean, we, we knew that uh, Andrew Lincoln's contract was going to be over, so we knew that Rick Grimes was going to die in The Walking Dead or be eliminated. We just didn't know how. So, I mean, it's up to them to make it different. On the other end of things, where she's saying you don't always know the bigger picture and how it's going to play off, well, excuse me. I've been watching wrestling almost five decades, and increasingly over the years, and and getting worse and worse with the last five years, neither do the companies, because they have so many drop stories. I mean, it used to be a joke. You could name them. What happened? Who who beat up Sami Zayn? Who were the ninjas who attacked Samoa Joe? I mean, there were, there were a couple of these, you know, cliffhangers were done how did vince mcmahon get out of the, the the exploding you you could name them now it's like all the time what the hell happened to this why is julia hart still wearing a patch we if we thought about it we could name a bunch a bunch of them 
why is Retribution no longer angry? Uh, why did they have 37 guys, but then when they signed five people to contracts, the rest of them are all, or they're all appeased? I mean, and not that I care about Retribution. I'm just saying there's so many drop stories and change lines and cards subject to change, you know, that, that she's obviously full of it. So I think we I think we understand it pretty much exactly right just from watching long enough. Um, I'm not claiming that I can be an NFL coach, but I don't think most of the wrestlers can be NFL coaches too. And and I don't think we have NFL-level coaching in the NFL equivalents of professional wrestling. So sorry, I think you're wrong. It's just another wrestler trying to be protective of, of their business, saying we don't understand it because we haven't been in the business. Well, sorry, honey. I've been watching, you know, you know, one and a half times your your lifespan. And I, I, I think I understand wrestling, you know, pretty darn well. Nice. Very well. Very well said, Jeff. Chris, what's your thoughts, man? Well, I think that her first point is right. I think that uh, that fans do have too much access to professional wrestlers. Um, but that's not our fault. That's their fault. Um, yeah. You know, if you if you want to have if you want to have horror um, continue in a horror movie. One of the most important elements is uncertainty. Um, you don't just show the monster in the first five minutes of a horror movie because it ruins it. There's no mystery. There's no question. You don't have any ability to, to ponder what it might be in your brain to create something more interesting or even, you know, to, to get a stronger connection to the characters in the movie because you just you've already seen it. Right. So if you're a professional wrestler and your complaint is, well, the fans have too much access Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to open your phone. I want you to go to the little Twitter icon, hold your finger on it until the, the until it pops up and you can click X on it, delete it, and then we won't have that much access to what you're fucking thinking. But if you're going to tweet constantly every goddamn day, every goddamn thought that's in your fucking head, we're going to know every goddamn thoughts that's in your fucking head. It's like Kyrie Irving saying, oh, people know too much about me. Just shut the fuck up, Kyrie. Just shut up. If you want people to not know what's going on, shut up. Have you guys have you guys seen my Twitter? My Twitter is exactly what Tony Khan uh, described. It's about 80 percent retweets <laughs> like i i you know i have i have a few You're comments a bot, on, on things yeah i'm a bot exactly i'm, a, I'm <laughs> i am a robot fuck AEW. um but no like if you want us to not have any insight into what you're thinking, shut the fuck up a little bit. That's all, you know. I like I would love to have believed that Becky Lynch went away because she just wanted to go away and she was tired of the fans and then when she came back, she she was a heel cuz she was like, "Ah, these people don't fucking care about me." But I know because you won't shut the fuck up about it and your husband won't shut the fuck up about it that you went away and had a baby. So you going <laughs> away and having a baby and then coming back and being like, oh, no, I fucking hate the fans. I'm mad now. I'm super angry. I don't believe you. This to me <laughs> is very much like that Jay-Z, like that Jay-Z line, right? We don't believe you. You need more people, <laughs> right? Like you, th- this is so stupid. It, it's it's yes, we have too much access, but to her second point that we don't know what's going on. Come on, dude. Like, like really seriously, if, if the fans really don't know what's going on in professional wrestling, show me a professional wrestling company that can fucking prove that to me because I I would love to be shocked. 
I would love to tune into wrestling every week and be like, wow, I genuinely didn't see that coming. That was so cool. And if there was a professional wrestling company in the world that did that, they'd make all the money from professional wrestling fans. So, yes, and it's your fault. And no, you're just stupid. Two words with a diatribe following it. If rest, if wrestling companies knew the bigger picture that we didn't know, then we wouldn't have Colin Bray Wyatt. What do I mean by that? There were five matches that he absolutely should not have lost, and at least four of them which were critical. So if you're telling me there was a big picture to have him drop the title to Goldberg, you're lying to me. I mean, so there was no big picture that you built a monster of a character that people liked, that people were afraid of that was generally scary and selling merch left and right and you had him lose every import you had him you lose an inferno match that he that's the match he had had to win at least the swamp one it was sort of ambiguous you know jason was killed but at the end jason maybe grabbed the hero but i, I mean so you don't have a freaking clue you're doing things knee jerk too and by you this is this is Vince McMahon or whoever he listened to in those cases, which according to rumor and innuendo is no one. So this is the guy who knows more about professional wrestling than any living soul alive right now. So, so sorry, Becky, I'm not buying it. Well, I think personally what really like kicked down the walls to all that shit was remember so beyond the, tear the walls down. Yeah. Chris Jericho. All right. He was the first one to tear the walls down. But, but in all seriousness, I think it was beyond the mat. If you remember when that came out, that's what really tore everything down. Chris? I mean, it was part of it. Yeah, I mean, like, it definitely opened the eyes of a lot of different people. But the people who, but the people who watched Beyond the Mat, um, they were already those kinds of wrestling fans. Like, I remember before yeah. that came out. I was on, like, I don't know if I, either of you guys remember this. I was on Bolt.com, for fuck's sakes, like, looking up all the wrestling stuff, like, when, it, like, in 1996 and 1997. Like, I yeah, was right. that, I was that wrestling fan at that point in my life, right? I was, like, 12 or 13 or some shit. But, like, that was me, right? So when Beyond the Mat came out, I watched it because I was like, oh, man, yeah, more and more. I want to know more about what's going on with these cool wrestlers. Yeah. Right, and right. Uh, I don't know why I talked like that when I was 12. Apparently, I did, though. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I don't think that that was it. I really do believe that the biggest problem for professional wrestling is not – it's not some video that came out. It's not some – popular interview that happened on tv because most of us missed most of that w what really yeah. ruined the mystique of professional wrestling is social media because oh like well, yeah definitely one of the things one of the reasons why bray wyatt worked so well is because bray did for the most part shut the fuck up and when he did say something, he was reacting semi-in character. So you had to kind of believe what he was saying. I remember a while ago, somebody said something about, they posted a picture of Bray Wyatt's, uh, uh, the, the girl he's dating, the, the old ring uh, announcer yeah. or whatever. Jojo, uh, um, Jojo, right. Jojo. And said, uh, and, and posted something about how like, oh, like it gives me, it gives me faith for us neckbeards. And then Bray <laughs> Wyatt responded by saying like, yes. Us neckbeards, you're just like me, a charismatic, giant, muscular, you know, like intelligent leader of men. And like he went into like this whole diatribe about, but you <laughs> believed that it was 
kind of Bray Wyatt responding, it right? At the same Bray time, Wyatt, right? It was Bray right? Wyatt, the character, right? I mean, oh, so and so people believed in Bray Wyatt, right? They they really did until he was neutered by the WWE. They believed in Bray Wyatt. So you can still do this with so in the me, in the world of social media, but you have to be smart about it. You can't just you can't just tweet out, "Oh my god, I had so much fun in my match today with Natalia. I just love her so much. We're best friends. Oh my god, I love you." And then be like, "Why does everybody know that Natalia and I are friends? Cuz you fucking told us." Yeah. You're telling on your fucking self. Yeah, if you want if you want to do a show on what's wrong with wrestling and you know, I don't believe in complaining without presenting solutions. So if you wanted to do a show on, you know, what we would do to fix wrestling and or certain promotions, I'd be down for that. But we don't have time for that on the blow off. Right. I mean, hey, well, we, can, we can do in a bit of an extension if you guys wanted to. But, yeah, I mean, we are coming up to the top of the I hour. We're using an extension. <laughs> well, look, also another thing that I thought opened the doors a lot to professional wrestling was Bret Hart's. Wrestling with Shadows as well, like which came out roughly around the same time with Beyond the Mat. And that was a big eye-opener for a lot of people, or a lot of fans, shall I say. Because that, that got played worldwide, dude. And when I say played, I'm talking about on channels everywhere. Like, do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that documentary has come up a lot even on my... And I'm not talking about cable television. I'm talking about, like, shit like um, PBS, like those type of channels. We got a thing called SBS right or abc which is like pbs or for you guys is um was it cbs but the canadian CBC, broadcasting CBC, oh, CBC. and, That's and it. yeah That's they right. i mean yes we did we did like that was in the news when that happened but again yeah. it canada bret hart right so i i can't i can't vouch for the rest of the world but for us yes it was a it was a thing in the news that this you know this was real right and it was like huh and it, I, I found it interesting the way that it was the way that it was portrayed in the media here because like you know we 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 carry we carried it on tsn tsn had off the record which is a really big popular oh, that was great show. i love that show man that was a great show it's still going i think yeah, actually. But whatever you're talking about and i'm not disputing it at all but what i am going to say is that you know there, there's a concept in law where something can go wrong but if it if it's refixed, you can ratify or yeah. you can have a novation or a modification. And I will say that the Monday Night Wars erased any damage that those things did because the, the Monday Night Wars recreated all recaptured all of the magic and That's all true. of the magic. And and even when they tried to spoil things, it backfired. You don't want to watch Raw tonight because Mick Foley wins the title. Click everyone <laughs> wants to see Mick So the Listen, the fans always want to be smart. And this is not about limited to wrestling. Let's not pretend that it is. People watch sports. Half the people who watch sports are doing it because of fantasy football or whatever fantasy leagues or gambling, which is, I mean, fantasy football is just a more socially acceptable version right, of right. gambling. I mean, it's so true. everyone always wants to be a smart fan with everyone. Everyone wants to know what, what the contract terms are for Robert Downey Jr. versus Scarlett Johansson, you know, in the MCU. And how many <laughs> I don't. But you probably want to know, uh, you know, of your favorite hockey team. When, you know, who's free agency? Who's hot stove? Yeah. Who's, who do the coaches like? What are the scouting reports? We all want to be right, smart right, fans right. about our fandom. This is not limited to wrestling. It's just that there's so few wrestling fans. You keep bumping into the same people and having the same conversations with the few people you haven't already bumped into. They're getting outrageous now, the conversations, though, online. Jeff, it's starting to make me sick. 
Well, okay. I mean, you know why? Because, because you're tired of people saying, how am I supposed to check out your new podcast when all of your, your posts say, check out my new podcast? I don't know which one's new. <laughs> well, well, no, what I mean by that, oh, right? God. I mean, the <laughs> way people argue about professional wrestling online is so fucking sickening. Like when I say sickening, like I have to like double take and be like, hang on a minute. Are these people really saying this shit? Like, it, it just blows my mind. You can block them all. Who cares? They're, they're just frogs, whatever. Chris, hmm. what's your opinion on that, man? And the toxicity uh, of social media and professional wrestling and just all that bullshit in general, man. It's not professional wrestling fandom. It's fandom in general. Uh, if you go on a DC board right now and you say, um, I don't like the new Batman, I want Bruce Wayne back, you'll get about 700 people saying that you're racist because you don't like the black Batman. You see, that's ridiculous, If you go on to a, a, a Superman uh, site right now and say, you know what, I want more movies with Henry Cavill, I don't want them to recast as a black Superman, you'll you'll get called a bigot and uh, all kinds of stuff by people. And then you'll... and then. And then you'll also have people on the total opposite side saying ridiculous things to other people too. If they say, "Oh, I, I'd like to see something new on the screen," or "I don't, you know, I don't mind the new Batman," you know, it's kind of it's kind of a fun little other world thing. You'll have four hundred people being like, "Oh, you should leave our shit alone!" And rah, 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 rah. you like this is just fandom. I mean, professional wrestling is not different from the rest of the world. It, we think that we are because most professional wrestling fans are mostly professional wrestling fans they don't get out much they don't have <laughs> multiple major things that they're fans of but i mean again that's the case with most things if you've got bat if you've got batman t-shirts and batman on your walls and batman this and batman that and you've got all the collections of all the movies then you probably don't know a lot about you know your local hockey team because you're probably focused on batman so if you're so if you're going online and you're looking up, you know, wrestling podcasts and you're watching wrestling on TV and you've got wrestling videos over here and wrestling video games over there, then probably you're not going to know a lot about a lot of other things too. But honestly, wrestling fandom is no more toxic than any other fandom. If it bothers you, just go just stop. I don't I don't engage in the stuff anymore. I've gotten to the point where even people who I like I just block if it's going to be an argument about stuff. I don't need to talk to you. <laughs> I agree, man. And you know what? Before we actually end this, uh, I've got to read one more thing, man. And it's and it's Matt Hardy sharing a, he, the AW Locker Room's reaction to Warner Brothers slash Discovery merger. And this is so cheesy, bro. Delete. 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 Delete, indeed. Well, on his reaction from the AW Locker Room, he goes, I don't know anyone that has been concerned about it. I haven't seen any kind of worry or concern. It's just business as usual. And for the foreseeable future, I continue to see it as a business as business as usual, especially because the Dynamite show is doing great. It's in the top five every single week. It's a live program which people love and are really behind. You have to remember it's only a three-year-old, it's only three years old, which is quite a statement that it's in the top three to top five every week. But wait, it gets better, boys. On AW's dealings with Warner Media. This is what he has to say. I also think Papa Khan is going to have another big TV deal. Papa Khan, really? <laughs> Whenever that this runs out as well, because the product has just been delivering so damn well. Really, Matt? Under a million every fucking week? And it's been delivering so damn well? Anyway, he goes on to say, 
pro wrestling has proven, especially over the last few years, that it's truly something that people will search out and they will find it and they will watch it. <laughs> this guy is delusional. They will also stick through the commercials majority of the time too. No, we don't. It's crazy. They're really loyal pro wrestling fans. They're very, very loyal. And it's a great place for advertisers to go for the product. This guy is off his face. Jeff, please tell us what you think about this. I mean, well, I mean, we already talked about it before. I knew right, but that's from our perspective. The show, um, as far as it's, I mean, I mean, everything he's saying is happy, happy. That's good. That's corporate speak. Obviously, he wants to have a job beyond wrestling with this company. And, and I guess theoretically he's showing any other wrestling company, he'll be a team player and then a cheerleader. That's fine. As far as their performance is concerned, I, I mean, I heard that your, your conversation with yourself there. Listen, I, I am very well aware that people when AW was started, when they, you know, they started at 1.4 million, then they went to 1.1 million. Then they sort of like floundered down into eights and sevens and sort of went up and down. And people say, Hey, just give them time. They haven't even toured yet. You know, there's going to be three or 4 million people a week watching now. They, they, no one really says it anymore. They don't admit they said it. They don't know anyone said it. I'm making up. Where are my receipts? Whatever. But the truth of the matter is we don't know what the equation is because all that matters is what what is their competition performing? Not, and I don't mean NXT versus AW. I mean other shows and other slots versus the cost. And what is the what's the performance versus the cost of what TNT or TBS would run in that slot otherwise? So if they could do, you know, if they could do better with the Big Bang Theory running at four more reruns, and it cost them nothing more they'd run the Big Bang reruns instead. But if running six episodes of the Big Bang Big Bang Theory reruns during primetime costs them more or doesn't do as well, I mean, with all due respect, right now AW is cheap. Um, we have no idea if Discovery or former Warner, if they valued wrestling the same way that Comcast does or the way that Fox does. But if you were just going by proportionate numbers of what let's just say what what comcast universal nbc pays raw proportionately if tbs paid the same amount of dollars yeah they they, they would triple their tv revenue year and then and they'd have a whatever they've been doing in the red and all things that, that we've been laughing about and mocking about all of the red would be erased basically overnight so he'd be 100 percent right and that is that is as realistic a possibility as is that discovery says not interested in wrestling or we'll give you a raise, but it's not going to be what you think it's going to be because, you know, we could put on reruns of criminal, you know, criminal minds and it'll get us 560,000 and it doesn't cost us, you know, $45 million a year, $90 million a year. We already pay for it and we run it all day long. So it'll cost us another $1.1 million a year to, to run it for, three more hours a week. We we have no idea what the internal economics are. I can tell you that everybody with the demos and all this bullshit, just watch primetime TV on cable channels and jot down the commercials, because I have, and they are generally exactly the same goddamn commercials all across the board until you get to sports and some of the higher level shows, and then you start seeing commercials for Audis instead of Hyundais and American Express instead of Credit One. Um, Aside from that, there's really no difference. Maybe Ruth Chris instead of Applebee's. 
but there's really no difference. Does that mean they charge the same for the same commercial in every spot? Not necessarily, but most media broadcast buyers buy in blocks. They don't buy an ad for wrestling. That's why you have Snickers sponsors this or Cracker Barrel sponsors that. That is in-show advertising. That's when they're looking for wrestling. Most advertisers buy in blocks. There are some notable exceptions. The Super Bowl, top 10 shows on primetime in, in, on broadcast networks, play the BCS. Wrestling just ain't one of those things. It's going to be one of those. You're, you, you paid for a package. You get 10 primetime slots a week. You get 10 lunchtime slots a week, and then you get eight more, you know, off-peak hours. And unless something like Nick Cage starts cutting people or Nick Cage starts cutting people with a pie cutter and Domino's complains, nothing happens. And when that happens, Domino's doesn't pull their money. They just they just substitute a Papa John's commercial for Domino's, and they put Domino's on with Claws or Animal Kingdom or Snowpiercer instead. Well said, Jeff. And Chris, to take it home, what's your final thoughts on this matter, man? Yeah, I mean, most of that comment from Matt Hardy was just corporate speak. You know, like Jeff said, it was, it was, uh, you know, hey, advertisers, like we have, we have, we have loyal fans who are who who are constantly tuning in, and and they're very loyal, and they'll they'll do what you say, and if you've got a commercial on our show, they'll buy your shit. Um, that was basically what Matt Hardy said there. Fine. Um, he's wrong. I mean, wrestling fans buy what wrestling fans buy. I mean, this has been the problem with professional wrestling fandom and professional wrestling on television for a very long time. Going back to WCW, um, you know, Time Warner were not interested in renewing WCW partly because their view on it was wrestling fans don't buy the shit we're trying to sell. Um, it's like there was that tweet, uh, earlier by that, what, by that lady who said, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go into business and I'm going to set up merch stands at all the wrestling events and sell deodorant. And it, everybody responded with, you're going to go broke. What? Like nobody wants the deodorant game. at the wrestling shows. Yeah, Have you so been stupid. to a wrestling show? It, they, you could tell nobody's <laughs> buying their fucking deodorant. <laughs> so, Don't you have to register your business in every state. You have to get a sales and use license. You have to remit sales tax. You have to get event insurance. I mean, for deodorant, they're going to be selling for $299. Uh, honey, you, you better crunch the numbers on that one first. Yeah. Well, the businessman with the business answer. But the point is that wrestling fans <laughs> buy what they buy, and they don't buy what they don't buy. So, yeah, if you're the Audi, you know, if you're the people from Audi, you're not you're not buying time slots on wrestling. You don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> how many people are watching? Oh, there's three million people watching. Audi's going, and none of them are buying Audis. <laughs> We're not putting it on this damn show. Um, and the rest of what he said was just, I mean, Matt, come on. Like, I know, I, I get what he's trying to do. It's just him trying to sell the product. But if you've got a three-year-old who still can't walk, talk, or use the toilet, like, it's debatable if, you know, have you succeeded? Because it doesn't <laughs> seem like your three-year-old program has developed at all. Like, nothing. Your three-year-old product is still not saying dada or mama. <laughs> it literally went backwards. You had a newborn at 1.4 million and you're now struggling to get 950,000. So no, I'm not impressed that it's three years old because who gives a shit. And that's where they've plateaued. I mean, that's their viewership literally at the 900,000 range. 
And you're right. I it mean, is now. To... Imagine right. how it could go if they had good writers, though. Like, I, I really think there is potential in AEW. They're just No, there is. Absolutely. <laughs> there definitely is potential. And, and the thing is, they had a point where they could have kept that 1.4 watching every week, but they blew it. Literally, they blew it. And, and they blow it every viewership. week. They blow it every week. Because, listen, like, if they if they put out, like, two or three solid weeks of, like, really good professional wrestling, the word gets around. And people are like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll give it another fucking shot. Jesus Christ. So they turn it on. And then, no, it's bad. So you've got you've to get some consistency in the, in the good stuff. Like, you... You know, he's looking for bots. He needs to be looking for bookers. I, that's all I'm going to say about Tony Khan. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny, guys? Like, I've got a friend who's a big pro wrestling fan all his life, right? But get this. He's never watched an episode of AEW. Okay. You, do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like well, my point is... Where's he from? Well, he's from here. From obviously, oh, well, then he's probably Australia. got tons of he's probably got tons of Japanese promotions that, that he's got. He doesn't. Goods. He doesn't watch Japanese. He doesn't really. He's pro WWE. Period. Sort oh, of like Steve Pena. He's your, he's your Steve. Steve. Yeah, he's he's basically uh-huh. uh, an Australian version of Steve. So the best tell- post I ever made to the uh, Facebook, and like five people looked at it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. But great. Drew, but Drew Yari's comments. Shout out to Drew Yari, man. Come on, dude. Blame it on Jeff. It's not my fault. I'm just saying. I kind of wanted you to add a picture of Chewbacca for me, but I <laughs> uh, I would have probably added Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> ah, nice. Absolutely. Absolutely, Tommaso Ciampa. But uh, also, like, like I was saying, man, they, they could have had that 1.4. They couldn't sustain it. That's on them. You know what I mean? Whether they do start breaking that meal again. The thing is, guys, man, before we end it, is there a chance for them to to grow within the next year and sustain a 1.4, maybe a 1.8? Chris? I mean, yeah. Or Jeff, go for it. No, 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 no go no, for no. it. Right. Yes, I, there's definitely a potential. I mean, if Tony Khan suddenly wakes up tomorrow and he stops reading all of the people sucking his dick on Twitter and he goes, yeah, oh, Jesus, uh, you know what this 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 thing that we did it's not it's not very good and I, I I feel like I'm maybe running out of the the good creative juices and all I'm coming up with now is you know uh, just bad you know the 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 darker side of the Monday Night Wars um, you know I'm I'm doing a lot of Ernest the Cat Miller here instead of Goldberg <laughs> so may- yeah exactly <laughs> so so maybe so maybe I should hire some people who can help me. I mean, is that possible? Yes, that's possible, you know, but it's also possible that he could do the same thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wouldn't put your fucking money on it. Look at Fulham, dude. If anyone cares about soccer or football, the real football. Nobody cares about soccer. Well, I do just quietly. (laughs) But, uh, but what I wanted to say also, the thing is, man, the problem with dynamite, especially lately, right. And even rampage, but more particular dynamite, because it's a two hour show. They've been starting off red hot. The first hour is great, always. The last three to four weeks has been like that. Come towards the end, they plateau so bad that it's you forget what happened in the first hour and then automatically you become negative sort of to the show. Do you know what I'm saying? And they haven't sustained that. They have, And look at TK, what he was doing earlier in the week. 
It wasn't our fault about Santam Singh. I I didn't do I didn't write that one. I that one was written by someone else. All of the good stuff you guys like, I wrote that. But everything bad was from somebody else. I I tried to fight that in the in the in the meeting. I the owner and lone voice of what gets done and doesn't get done tried to fight that in the meeting. But I I was out like shut up. I mean, I mean, and you know the production meeting is literally him with stuffed animals around the <laughs> around a tea, like it's a tea party except piles of cocaine. <laughs> Everyone is starting to say that too now, man, about the cocaine thing in him. Like a lot of podcasters are really starting to make that connection. I know it's just a truck of that goddamn panda. It's not even a bear. It's like a big raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I've heard from sources that it was Jerry Lynn's idea. For the lights oh, out. Sorry, break breaking news. Sources. He might yeah, have been misled by the koala too. He just found out a koala isn't a bear either, and he yes, is not. He's, he's going to need to freebase tonight. And they have the freebase. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to need some new cheerleaders. But <laughs> but anyway, apparently it was Jerry Lynn's idea for the lights out moment with uh, Santam Singh. And uh, if it was, Jerry, get the fuck out of professional wrestling booking, man. Because that was just pathetic. But also his excuse was apparently because that arena held November to Remember, I think it was, in that same arena in in New Orleans. That's why he did it. Because, you know, ECW back in the day would always do lights out all the time. So ECW does lights out all the time. I I don't know about that. Yeah, they do. I'm pretty sure that I say with confidence that I am the only person here and the only person listening who has ever listened who is actively part of a Ring of Honor fan Facebook group. So, <laughs> and I say that with no pride. I I, I say that <laughs> recognizing the stripes of dorkdom that, that that I'm earning right now. And <laughs> they are not happy at all. This is that was like the least Ring of Honor thing that they've they've ever seen, and and they think that somehow it was contagious and. Made Dalton Castle and Jonathan Gresham forget how to wrestle. Oh God, that was pretty bad. Chris, to take it home, do you have any final thoughts? Um, no, just to finish my thought. Like, is it possible that uh, that they could turn it around in the next year or so? Yes, um, but it's not possible while Tony Khan is Tony Khan. He like he is incapable of the kind of introspection or growth that they would need in order to grow that audience. Because right now. He's being told by a large, large, you know, amount of people how absolutely dead set fucking awesome he is at everything. Um, And he just he believes his own press. I mean, my my first reaction to anybody telling me any kind of compliment is thank you very much. It's you know, I really appreciate you saying that. And then I immediately check myself and go, "Mm, no, no. And I do that. And I do that not not because I don't think that I have any positive qualities, but because I know that in order to continue to grow, I can't just be happy with where I am and constantly Ooh. think, I'm the smartest man in the world. Look at how amazing <laughs> I am. I'm the booker of the year. I've been booker of the year twice now, and I've only been doing this for two years. I'm brilliant. Oh, the <laughs> fans years. didn't like that? It was you. It was definitely you. Jerry, <laughs> tell still, them it was you. I still can't Fuck. believe that he would do that, man. This guy is just something else, man. Yeah, but seriously, the fact that he actually pointed a finger to someone else, 
Of just course. blows my mind. Like it's just unbelievable. He, he, he literally has a he's on his desk. There's a sign that says the buck stops, and there's a wheel with arrows pointing in every direction. <laughs> he might just spin it. <laughs> oh. He's definitely got that on like an old school John Cena belt, and he just spins That's right. it. the buck he's stops. Spin <laughs> he took off WWE scratch the EW. <laughs> no, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't Chris, be surprised. Chris is exactly right. I mean, Tony Khan. Pre formation of AEW, he was like the Joe Biden campaign. Joe Biden won, won the election by ignoring the progressive left. And right. ever since he's won, he's been terrified of the progressive left. Tony Khan formed a company. He did his own thing. He was in a suit and tie. He was all business. He was saying all the right things. And ever I'm since not going to be on TV. You're not going to hear too much from me. Okay. <laughs> And ever since Cox this on company has started, it, all, all he's done is play is play to the the his Twitter bots, the the Twitter fans that say great things about whatever he does. And now he's he's lapping it up. And you know, when you're on cocaine and inebriated, you, you need that <laughs> validation. Donny Coca, man, that's what I'm going to call him from now on. Well, anyway, boys, let's fucking take it home, man. Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. So in the week of wrestling this week, we go, oh, never mind. Different show. Um, where can they find me? Jesus Christ. Just ask Jim, wherever Jimmy is, I am. Uh, Twitter, at IcarusFellMD. Um, Garden of Doom is my non-wrestling podcast. Please check it out. There's something for everyone there. Uh, Garden Views is sort of like a sister show to that, but it, it's uh, it's more legalistic, policy-based. It's actually, uh, you know, we just did student loans, which is a hot topic here in the U.S., um, I don't know, some other interesting stuff there, cryptocurrency, law of the sea, stuff that applies to everybody. And then wrestling podcast that doesn't involve the PWC at Mark Hamar, Hameen Media Group, or Channel Attitude, where I'm apparently a freelancer, or the Drew Yara show, <laughs> where, where apparently I, I apparently I haven't done a show with him in months and talked <laughs> with me. Uh, but don't worry, it's like Nikki Cross, so it's it's nothing. Oh. Um, uh, it's you said it on live. Or, what was i saying oh at hammer hammerlock hangover my flagship wrestling show with big daddy cool steven pena who is the blood of the blood from for vince mcmahon so i'm the reasonable <laughs> one on that show uh chris tell them where they can find you man obviously uh, that's pretty obvious but still on Twitter at Chris Ams one, uh, Facebook Christopher Ams. Um, if you have a, if you if you're holding a wrestling belt in your profile picture, I'm not adding you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was good, man. I love that every time you say it, man. And me, most importantly, please like and subscribe at theblowoffpod.com, where you'll find this show. Also, like and subscribe at HMG channelattitude.com and the PWCnetwork.podbean.com. If you want to follow me, follow me at the PWC Network on Twitter and at DJ Masterfix. And I think that's about it, man. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Jeff Lipman. He's Chris Sams. And you've been listening to The Blow Off. Stay with Peace. my friend. Peace. War.